I'm Chelsea Bay. And I'm Shay. Together, we are Fulfillment. Fulfillment is a storytelling event featuring local community leaders and entrepreneurs who share their personal journey towards fulfillment through vocation that will challenge you to come alive. The following stories are true and no one's identity has been protected. Here's Fulfillment Stories podcast number 52. Andrea Logan Diebler wasn't interested in cooking as a child, but she fell in love with it after college and made it into her career. She is a butcher and co-owner at Reduno, a small delicatessen establishing itself in Traverse City. A stint as a vegetarian in her teens awakened her to the ethical aspects of cooking and eating, and she continues to express these values in her food by being thoroughly engaged in the food chain, from the farmer to the plate. Here's Andrea's story from the May 2018 event. Um, yeah, so I've never talked into a microphone before. <laughs> um, so I'm the butcher at a, at a restaurant, Reduno, that's on 8th Street that I co-own with um, two other people. Um, and so from a young age, I knew that I really, uh, I really liked working. That's one of my first memories of enjoyment. Uh, my mom, uh, she managed bead store and I would go to work with her and I would help the customers and teach beading classes. Um, and I really loved it. And this was, yeah, when I was like 12. I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri, not Michigan. And uh, when I was 15, when I could legally work, I got a job at a dog grooming shop. Um, I really loved animals, so I thought this was a good thing to do. And um, the dogs really hated me because I was the dog washer, and I had to like s squeeze their anal glands, which if you don't know what that is, it's really gross. <laughs> Um, and clean eye boogers and stuff. It was really gross, but I, I loved it. I loved working, and it gave me this um, foundation and grounding that I didn't have in any other situation in my life. Um, so when I graduated high school, I went to college, and I majored in English, and I kind of went through the motions there and didn't really... I uh, wasn't really interested in it that much, but it was something I was good at in high school, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. But on the side, I had this job at a coffee shop, and I loved it, and I loved like learning about coffee, and I loved the customers, and I loved the coworkers, and I built this like family around these people at the coffee shop, and I don't really have any memory of college that much. It was like all about this coffee shop. So when I graduated from the coffee shop, or from college, <laughs> I was like, oh, what, you know, what am I, what do I want to do? I don't really want to pursue this English degree. Um, and I decided I wanted to stay in hospitality and I wanted to stay in restaurants. Um, but I didn't, I wanted to learn more uh, and so I decided to go, because I thought at the time, when I thought about hospitality and restaurants and things, that cooking would be the most lucrative way to make money in hospitality, which is not. It's not. <laughs> um, but I, I, want, I, I, loved, I loved the skill of learning coffee, and I loved um, food and, and giving something to somebody. So I was like, I'm going to get a uh, I'm going to go to culinary school and I'm going to learn to cook. Um, there were two problems with that. 
I had never cooked before. I had I didn't know anything about cooking, and I was a vegetarian. Um, and at the time, it felt like a big deal that I was a vegetarian. Like I had seen some expose on Dateline when I was in sixth grade about the terrible conditions of uh, animals and you know um, and how we eat them. And I was like, nope, not gonna do it. And uh, so I was vegetarian. My mom always cooked vegetarian food. My dad was on board. It was great. And then I was like, oh yeah, I want to learn how to cook. Um, and there's this French restaurant by my house in my neighborhood that was really reputable. And my mom was hostessing there at the time. So I got a job there. And they did not care that I was vegetarian. And, um, and it was a really meat-centric you know, restaurant, it was a French restaurant. And so uh, I learned how to cook all these um, roast chicken and pate and foie gras and, uh, and seared fish and all these lovely things. And, um, and I had decided to put this vegetarian thing aside because I respected that restaurant and I respected what they were doing and the chef and I really wanted to like to pour myself into work. Um, so I worked there for a couple of years and then I um, and then I got a job at there was this really fine dining restaurant in Kansas City like the best restaurant that I could find and it was this very rigid uh, sort of militaristic kitchen um, the chef had won the James Beard Award the year before. This is a big deal. And um, so it was very serious, not like a family kitchen. And, um, and I worked my way up in that kitchen, and I really liked the fish station where I was butchering fish. And, um, and my sous chef and my chef like kind of saw that I was really into this thing. And so kind of by the end of my tenure there, uh, the sous chef got this um, whole pig that he wanted to bring in and, and butcher. And he took a half a pig and then he offered it up to the other cooks and I wanted to do the other half a pig um, because I had really gotten into this kind of fish butchering thing. And, um, and I still had this vegetarian thing in the back of my mind and was bothered by meat. But I was curious and um, and so, and also at this time, I was reading this book, The Omnivore's Dilemma by Michael Pollan that had just come out. And it was like this, it was this beautiful book, among other things, um, talked about kind of meat consumption in our culture and how maybe it's not eating meat that's so bad, um, but maybe it's how we eat meat and then um, that we, need to eat less meat and that um, this these monocultures of not only um, meat but like potato you know potatoes and corn and growing things one at a time in these little confined situations including animals um, isn't the right way to do things but that the farm with animals and plants and um, can work together as its, own, as its own really beautiful ecosystem. And so I'm reading this book and I'm just like blown away by this idea that you could eat meat and, um, and you could do it the right way. 
And so, and, and so my sous chef gets this pig, and, um, and I write down half of it, and to his disappointment and horror, it takes me like six hours of my day. And I was just like, but I was fascinated by it, and it was this meticulous, you know, process of like, what could I do with this, and what does this mean, and you know, the way that the muscles work together, and um, and so I kind of, maybe not through this one moment, but through this book and this sort of time period, I realized that I had figured out what I wanted to do, and it was. Um, I wanted to butcher and use whole animals in a restaurant setting, um, and I wanted to use farm, pasture-raised animals. And nobody was really doing this in Kansas City at the time. So my friend from uh, high school was living in Chicago, and she said, oh, I'll move up to Chicago. So I did, and I went to go find like a butcher to teach me how, how to do this. And I did, um, and he, his name was Rob Levitt, and he had this restaurant called Motto in Wicker Park, um, where he, it was this great restaurant, and he like would, farmers would come in with whole pigs and we'd break them down, and he'd put one item on the menu, like country pork ribs, and then they were out, and we'd put something else on the menu, and, um, and all the while, like his wife, his, his, they co-owned it, and she made all these, the bread and the pastries, and it was just this like beautiful family restaurant making food exactly the way that they wanted to do it. And, um, and so I learned a lot from Rob. Like I learned how to make sausage and pâtés and all of this stuff. And, and that family atmosphere and that collaboration and it wasn't this rigid like, yes, Chef, um, Chef White's kind of restaurant. Uh, it, it was really the pinnacle of a, a restaurant that I would want to have. So um, after a couple years, I moved on, as you do, from restaurants. And I got a job as a butcher at, uh, at this hyper-local-focused deli um, where I got total creative control. And there was, you know, it was, he wanted, uh, the chef wanted to have, like, this butcher section and then a deli section with these value-added meats again, like um, which are like sausages, pâtés, smoked meats. Um, and I had this, he had hired his friend, and so we kind of collaborated on those things, and then I was like the raw meat butcher. Um, and through that collaboration, uh, I really, I realized that with my cooking background, I, I was sort of waffling between like do I want to get out of restaurants and have like a butcher shop, or do I want to um, do I want to you know have a restaurant? And through like that collaboration with this really awesome guy, his name was Iran, um, I realized that like I wanted to have something like a deli, but I wanted to have these products that were exceptional because I because it was such a struggle to put like one pork chop next to another pork chop, like raw meat, and try and have people pay a bunch of money for one and like less for another because of this like 
there was still this really struggle for people to pay what they, what they need to pay for meat or what they should pay for meat. And I felt like if I, you know, if I, like if I'm asking somebody to pay a lot of money for a sausage that's like the best sausage you could ever have, then that would be, um, then I can ask that, but it would be hard to, um, to sell raw meat that way. So that was kind of where I was, uh, where I was thinking with that. So I wanted, like what I wanted to do was have, um, I wanted to have a deli and I wanted to focus on making, you know, farmer, farm to table meat. Um, and I wanted it to be a collaborative situation. And that's what I wanted to own and, you know, that was my idea. So uh, during this kind of time, I'd met my husband, Ben, and he was from Traverse City. And um, and we decided we kind of, I didn't really want to try and do this in Chicago. So we moved to Traverse City. And, um, and I knew that because it was like such a great farm community that maybe I could um, make something happen. And, I really, when I got here, I sort of like really pounded the pavement in trying to collaborate with people. And, um, and, it, and as you all know, it's like, it is such this amazing community that it was like easy to do. And I, so I wanted to meet like butchers and farmers. I had, I had this whole network of farmers that I had worked with, um, but I wanted to meet I had to start over and so we moved up here and I just kind of like started knocking on doors and asking people for coffee and asking people for jobs and um, I worked a lot of places I worked um, I worked for Cammie Andy at Epicure Catering who have this like farm to table catering um, company that's really awesome and I worked at Nine Bean Rose and met my now partners there um, and I worked at a Cherry Capital Foods which is a food distributor and like met a bunch of farmers and kind of got to know them like Michigan farming network that way um, and I and I really wanted to like meet a bunch of chefs and so I started um, I kind of stole I did not kind of I stole this idea for this charity this charity event that was going on in Chicago called soup and bread and, uh, and I went to Gary Jonas at the Little Fleet and I was like, hey, I wanna do this thing. It's not really my idea, but I, I wanted to meet other chefs. So I, like, I was like, I'm gonna ask other chefs to like come and make soup with me. And, uh, and then each month we donate the funds to a different charity. And that's been super successful. And I met like a bunch of chefs that way. Okay, and um, yeah, so anyway, so through all this collaboration, I met my partners, and, um, and through all this networking, I was able to um, gather the finances to do this with my partners. Um, so my challenge is uh, to ask, to not be afraid to ask for help, and to not be afraid to put yourself out there and ask people to coffee and to knock on people's doors and to, um, because people rally behind what you believe in and, um, and they want to help you. So that's it. Thank you. Thank you.